welcome to the True Tabernacle podcast channel. We hope that you find encouragement and inspiration during one of our sermons, discussions, or interviews. For more information regarding our faith community, connect with us on Facebook at our True Tabernacle page. And while you're at it, hit subscribe to this channel to stay connected. God is going to do great things this morning and this evening. Thank you so much for joining us. If you're visiting this morning, we're so glad to have you today. We hope you love what you feel in this place. And we are so blessed to have Brother Azalini with us again this morning, my friend. So glad to have his, his wife, Sister Azalini, and their two kids with them. Thank you so much for coming today. And uh, if you've been with us the last few services, you know what God is doing here. I believe he's doing something special and it's going to change the trajectory of this church. And I truly believe that we have heard from heaven this week and we have two more services. So I hope you're not too tired. Hope you brought your amens with you this morning. So why don't you welcome Brother Azzalini as he comes and preaches the Word of God with boldness. Thank you. Come on, can we give that hand clap to the Lord this morning? Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Mm. Oh, I love you, Lord. Hallelujah. How many of you love what you feel in the house today? Amen. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I went down to... Uh, Get some breakfast at the hotel this morning with the kids. And uh, they had the news on. I'm sure you can't guess what they were talking about today. And uh, they said that there was people uh, lined up to get in the parking lot to set up for tailgating at 1 a.m. this morning. People slept in their vehicles. Uh, to be at the front of the line to get in the parking lot to root for a team and regardless of what happens today their lives will be exactly the same afterwards not preaching against the Bengals, so you can calm down. I want them to win as much as the next guy. But my life's not going to be changed by what happens today. In that location. But my life could be changed by what happens in this location. Mm. 
Hallelujah. And I believe we've been preparing for this moment. I believe we've been preparing for this Sunday. And I believe that the Lord is going to do mighty things here today. Is there anybody here this morning that will be brave enough to raise your hand if you came this morning but you weren't originally intending to be here, had not made plans to be here, but somehow this week, whether it was at the last minute, somewhere along the course of this week, you decided to come today, but it had not been in your plan. Are you here this morning? Because there is somebody here. There's at least one. There's one, two. Lord shook me this morning. He said, there's going to be people here today that weren't planning to be here. He said, and I got something special for them. Lord, change the schedule in John chapter 4 meet a lady at a well you know he'll rearrange an entire service for one person ah, that's how much he loves you hallelujah 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 man I feel the love of Jesus in the house today Amen, amen, amen. So good to be with you again uh, for the final Sunday that I'll be with you, but not the final Sunday of revival. Amen. Because revival ought to continue regardless of who's standing in the pulpit. Amen. want to say what an honor it's been to be with you last fall and uh, these few weeks here in January. Uh, very excited about the trajectory of this church and what God is doing in this city. Uh, I believe you've only scratched the surface of what God wants to do here. Hallelujah. Give honor to Pastor Heidelball once again. Appreciate him and his family and uh, just the privilege of speaking to you. I know I'm taking my time here this morning, but if you've been to any of these services, you know that I take my time. Hallelujah. Amen. But there is hope uh, because I brought my wife today. Amen. And you can't make me stop preaching, but she can. Hallelujah. Amen. And so I'm thankful and so are you. Uh, that she is here with me this morning, hallelujah, and uh, I'm not only watching the clock, but I'm watching my phone in case I get a text message telling me to wrap it up, amen, and so things should run a little, little more smoothly today, hallelujah. If you'd go in your Bibles with me this morning, we're going to go to... Uh, Go to Proverbs chapter 18. We'll read verses 20 and 21. Proverbs 18, verses 20 and 21. 
then we'll go to the book of 1 Corinthians, chapter 14. And we'll begin at verse 1 in 1 Corinthians 14. Let's start in 1 Corinthians, actually. Keep you guessing, keep you hopping in there. 1 Corinthians 14, verses 20 and 21. Or, I'm sorry, 14, beginning with verse 1. I got you all over the place. Nobody knows where they're supposed to be now. <laughs> See who's got discernment in the house. Hallelujah. 1 Corinthians 14, verse 1. That's where we're starting. Follow after charity. And desire spiritual gifts, but rather that ye may prophesy. For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men, but unto God. For no man can understand him. Howbeit in the Spirit he speaketh mysteries. But he that prophesieth speaketh unto men to edification and exhortation and comfort. But he that speaketh in an unknown tongue edifieth himself. But he that prophesieth edifieth the church. Let me just pause there before I read the next verse. Writer here is saying, we all need to speak in tongues, but there is a difference. When you speak in tongues, you are edifying yourself. There is something that is happening in you that is building you up, that is connecting you with God, that is connecting you with what God is doing. You are stirring up the gift inside of yourself. He said, but when you prophesy, he said, you are edifying those around you. Mm. Listen to what the writer says here in verse 5. Paul says, I would that ye all spake with tongues. But rather, that word rather there is not the way that we would normally read it as an either or. He said, I would that y'all spake with tongues, but rather, that he's saying here, I, I wish even as much or more so that ye prophesy. For greater is he that prophesieth than he that speaketh with tongues. He's not negating tongues, but he is drawing attention to the power of the prophetic, except he interpret that the church may receive edifying. Hallelujah. Let's go to Proverbs chapter 18, verses 20 and 21. Is it already on the screen behind me? All right. 
A man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth, and with the increase of his lips shall he be filled. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Would you pray with me? Jesus, we love you. We're so thankful to be in your house this morning with people of like precious faith. Lord, I pray that you would release the prophetic in this house this morning. Lord, let something be stirred in of us. Lord, that activates spiritual gifting. Lord, release revelation in this house right now. Lord, release a quickening in the Holy Ghost this morning. Oh, come on, church. I need you to pray for a moment. I want you to press for just a moment. Oh, in the name of Jesus, Lord, bring us into one mind and one accord right now. Lord, release sensitivity in this house, Lord, to discern the flow of the Holy Ghost. And to hear the word of the Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ, have your way today in Jesus' name. Oh, say in Jesus' name. Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap as you're seated. Now, I'm going to, uh, with the help of the Lord, preach to you this morning, prophetically positioned, prophetically positioned. We're going to pray one more time, and I... I'm just going to ask you, I'm just, I'm trying to get to where we need to be for this service to, to move forward. We, you know, you can get like that in, in a service where we got to get to a certain place. Y'all with me? Right? Uh, and you don't have to stand, but I just want you to pray. And I just want you to ask the Lord, Lord, anoint my mind. Lord, give me understanding today. Ah, ask him, say, Lord, give me ears to hear what the Spirit is saying unto the church. Lord, I take authority and dominion in this sanctuary right now. In the name of Jesus Christ, Lord, release your angels into this room. That's it, church. Lord, release the operation of the gift of faith. Lord, release a boldness. Oh, yeah, yeah, yaka. Lord, speak to us. Lord God, exactly where we are right now. Lord, and plug us into what you are speaking and doing in this hour. Oh, let a boldness be on us today in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Mm. There are two uh, different interpretations or, or, or root words uh, of the word prophesy in the word of God. I am not going to attempt to uh, 
uh, say them to you in their, in their original language, but I will tell you what their meanings are. Uh, one is probably the more common understanding that we have of the word prophesy, uh, which is to foretell, right? To uh, speak things that are to come in the future. Y'all with me? Man, y'all, y'all quiet. I, I, am I in the right place? Hallelujah. All right, come on now. To foretell, to, to speak things. And, and here's the thing about this kind of prophecy. These are things that are on God's calendar, Brother Tyler. These are things that are going to happen regardless of what you do. God is coming back for his church. It's going to happen. It's going to happen whether you're ready or not. It's going to happen whether I'm ready or not. It's going to happen whether I'm awake or I'm asleep. God is going to rapture his church. That trumpet is going to sound, and there is going to be a day where we are with him in glory. It's on God's calendar. It's going to happen. And then there's a different kind of prophesy. Ah, woo. How many of you in here have received the gift of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues? If that has ever happened to you, I want you to just lift your hand and leave it in the air for just a moment. And just go ahead and wave it around. Hallelujah. As a testimony. Ataroshatandaramakayeya. Mm. Ah, tarabah. And why don't you just go ahead uh, and release that tongue right now uh, and go ahead and begin to speak with other tongues. If you don't have the Holy Ghost, why don't you lift your hands uh, and just begin to magnify God. Uh, and you're going to feel an unction come on you. Uh, you're going to feel yourself uh, wanting to make sounds with your mouth uh, that you've never made before. Uh, when you feel that come on you, all you got to do uh, is speak those sounds. Just go ahead and allow yourself to enunciate that foreign sound that is wanting to come from your lips. That's the Holy Ghost stirring something inside of you and urging you to surrender your tongue and speak what the Spirit is speaking. Hallelujah. Woo. See, when you receive the Holy Ghost, something inside of you is stirred, ah, and you begin to feel different sounds uh, wanting to come out. You can almost hear them in your mind. You can almost see them uh, as if they were written on a chalkboard. And I heard somebody say one time, uh, how do you know it's not just uh, my imagination? Uh, I said, friend, it may very well be your imagination. Uh, I said, but that's why God gave you an imagination. Uh, so he can give you divine inspiration. Uh, I said, God gave you imagination uh, so he could use it. He uses our imagination to connect us to things that are not of this earth. Hallelujah. 
Amen. Now this second kind of prophesying works a lot like receiving the Holy Ghost. Mm. You feel yourself wanting to say things under the unction of the Holy Ghost. Only they don't come out as tongues. They come out uh, in your language, which in this room, uh, for most of us, I believe, except for maybe a few Spanish-speaking people, is English. If you speak Spanish, it's going to be Spanish. Your native tongue, your primary language. The Holy Ghost will stir you to begin to speak things in the Spirit in your primary language. The Holy Ghost says, Brother Tyler, I want you to declare that there are miracles in the room. I want you to declare that faith is right. This is the other kind of prophesying. When the Holy Ghost, which you have, begins to stir you to speak things that are not as though they were. We are almost 24 months into two weeks to stop the spread. And ever since that season started, your mind is somewhere else. Harness it and bring it right here because you need to hear this word. We have been living in a season of extremes, Pastor. Extremes. Mm. The chaos of our world, the confusion of this season has put us in a place where we are up one day and down the next. Every news cycle, every new report, every pivot has forced us to shift and react to the chaos. And just about the time we think we got it figured out, it shifts again. It moves again. And we have to shift again. Move again. Adapt again. React again. Years ago, uh, there was some kind of a study done that talked about some of the most traumatic things 
that a person can go through in life, right? And as I remember it, I'm not a student of this stuff. You probably know this list better than I do. They said, when you go through a divorce, anybody ever heard this list before? A career change, a move, a big move, death of a spouse, loss of a child, right? They said, if, if I remember right, these are the five most traumatic things that a person can go through. And when somebody goes through something like this, it takes time to recover. It takes time to heal. It takes time to rebuild. It takes time. Because there, there are some things that you go through in life where, where you maybe never fully hear. I, I have never lost a child. I have dear friends uh, that have lost one of their children. But to me, it seems that, you know, that pain is never really going to go away. They just adjust to a new way of living, to a new reality. Because when major things change, we have to adjust. The thing that was different before than now, right? Used to be B.C. and A.D. Now it's pre-COVID, post-COVID. Before COVID, when you went through a life-altering situation... You had time to adjust. You had time to rearrange things in your life and settle into this new reality. But we have stepped into a season of time that is plagued by volatility. They say always pay attention to what is happening in the physical world because it mirrors what is happening in the spiritual world. And there's a whole lot of volatility happening right now. Circumstances are up and down. Today it's okay to not be afraid. Tomorrow you might need to be afraid again. Today it's okay to go out. Tomorrow you may not be able to go out again. Hey, today the dollar's strong, but tomorrow the dollar may not even exist. We're living in a season of volatility and chaos. And let me show you what it's doing. It's wearing us out. It's exhausting your mind. It's wearing out your spirit. I think I read a verse about this somewhere. I believe it was in the book of Daniel. The Bible says, pay attention, because in the last days, this is going to be a tactic of the enemy. He's going to try to wear out the saints of the Most High God. He said, watch this. They're going to be like a rubber band. 
I'm going to have them pivot right one day and pivot left the next day. Then they're going to have to duck. Then they're going to have to jump. Then they're going to have to adjust. Then they're going to have to react. They're not even going to know what is up and what is down by the time I'm done with them. They're constantly going to be reacting to volatile situations in the world until they lose their grip on reality. Why do you think it's hard for you to come to church? Why do you think even though you know up here, your body's like, no, come on, we're tired. We want to stay home. You're spiritually worn out. And the danger of this spiritual exhaustion is it causes us to withdraw Hide. Uh, you know, they say when you're winning the battle against cancer, it goes into remission. When the world is winning against the church, the church goes into remission. It begins to hide. It begins to withdraw. It begins to disguise itself. Since when did we allow the voice of the spirit of this world to somehow have the authority to dictate, negotiate, or in any otherwise authorize the people of God how they do, when they do, how they're going to operate where they're going to walk how they're going to pray how they're going to worship lay hands on the sick and they shall recover uh, except for not now all of a sudden that absolute truth has gone out the window Forsake not the assembling of yourselves together, even so much so as you see the day approaching. Unless, of course, unless, of course, all of a sudden, absolute truth took a back seat to the chaotic lies of the enemy. And the volatility of a spirit that has only one agenda, and that's to destroy the church. Whoa. Oh, honey, I feel the resistance. Uh, and I've felt carnal resistance before, uh, but what I feel today is not a carnal resistance. Uh, we got the attention of the spirit world right now. Uh, there are principalities uh, that are listening uh, to the word uh, that is going for Atandabosha. Uh, because you know what? The enemy understands uh, that the blanket uh, is being pulled off uh, and the agenda uh, that he's been hiding behind uh, for the last 24 months uh, is being revealed. Uh, to the church. Uh, 
Let me tell you something, friend. You were never meant. You were never created. You were never appointed to stand in a posture of constant reaction to the things that happen around you. That is not the way God designed you, created you, or appointed you to live. He didn't say, hey, you need to constantly adjust. You need to make room for the culture. You need to make room for the issues. You need to pivot every time the world pivots. You know what the danger in reacting is? It makes room for your opinion. Well, I think we should do this way. Well, I think we should do this way. Well, I don't think we should wear any masks. Well, I think we should. Well, I think we should wear 17 masks. Well... I think the vaccine's the mark of the beast. I think we shouldn't be able to go to church unless we take the vaccine. You see what happened? You made room for your opinion to somehow start authoring your doctrine. And now your opinion is on the throne of your life instead of the word of God being on the throne of your life. You fell into a trap when you decided that you were smart enough to react to what was happening in the world. The kingdom of God has never been a reactive kingdom. It has forever, since the dawn of time, been a prophetic king. good? All right. It's very quickly, and I won't belabor it, but let's go to Ezekiel 37. Hallelujah. I'm going to start reading. Ezekiel 37, 1 through 10. The hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley which was full of bones and caused me to pass by them round about. He was giving him a full view of the carnage that had taken place. And behold, he said, look at it. There were very many in the open valley and lo, they were very dry. And he said unto me, son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, oh Lord God, thou knowest. You know, I feel like that's kind of the posture that the church has slipped into. Hey, are we going to have revival? Well, the Lord knows. Are miracles really going to happen? Well, the Lord knows. Are we really going to be apostolic and do greater works than these? Shall you do? You know, I really don't know. Only the Lord knows. That's a backdoor answer. That's a non-answer, if you will. That's how politicians answer questions. Ah, hallelujah. Mm. (laughs) 
again, verse 4, he said unto me, prophesy upon these bones and say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord God unto these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter into you, and you shall live. And I will lay sinews upon you, and will bring up flesh upon you, and cover you with skin, and put breath in you, and you shall live. And ye shall know that I am the Lord. Hear it. So I prophesied as I was commanded. That's as far as we're going to read, right? So I prophesied as I was commanded. Sometimes, Brother Tyler, when you're in the middle of it, you can't even see how you can come out of it. So God said, come on, Ezekiel. Let's go for a walk. He said, look. He said, look at all these dry bones. Look at all these dead promises. Look at this barren future. Look at this wasteland that used to be my church. Let me ask you, Brother Tyler, can these bones live? And Ezekiel looks down at this wasteland of broken promise and says, God, I don't know, but you know. And the Lord looks at Ezekiel and says, Ezekiel, you need to hear me today. The power of their future is in your mouth, Ezekiel. What you got to do is open your mouth and begin to speak what thus saith the Lord. He said, Ezekiel, it's time for you to prophesy to the bones. It's time for you to prophesy to the future of the church. You're going to lift your hands and you're going to prophesy to the bones. Speak life and life more abundantly. Speak healing. Speak virtue. Speak faith. Stay right here. Stay right here. Come on. Come on back up here. Stay right here. A man's belly uh, shall be filled with the fruit of his lips. Here's the secret. Every time you speak, every time you open your mouth, 
every time you utter a word. There is prophetic power in your mouth. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Not just when you're intending it to be, but every time you use it. I don't know when we're going to get out of this mess. I don't know when it's going to be over. You just prophesied. Question marks and doubt into your own spirit and into the atmosphere of the room in which you are sitting. Is God going to do it? I don't know if God's going to do it. You just prophesied doubt in Y'all stay right there. I haven't forgot about you. You're my reminder to quit preaching. You ready? Oh, man, I got to hurry. My God. The Lord began to deal with me in December about this. He said, you know, I've been waiting since last Sunday to preach this message. This whole revival, I've been waiting to preach this message right here. Because this is the message that is going to change your entire year. He said, everywhere you go, this is what I want you to tell my people. He said, first, tell them to speak thankfulness. Who is here in the fall? Speak thankfulness. Speak. Lord, I thank you for your goodness. I thank you that you woke me up this morning and you put me on my way. God, I thank you for your blood that I can access this morning at the... He said, tell them to speak thankfulness. He said, because everywhere they go right now, ah, the attitude of entitlement has been encroaching the mindset of the people. He said, but when you speak thankfulness, entitlement doesn't have room to go. See, entitlement says, I'm only going to dance if they sing my song. Entitlement says, I'm only coming to church if my favorite preacher is preaching. But thankfulness says, I'm so grateful that I can go to the house of the Lord. I'm so grateful that I can pray today. I'm so grateful for his provision. Speak thankfulness. Speak thankfulness. Ah, we've been working on this one a while, haven't we? Speak thankfulness. I didn't know I was a complainer until I started speaking thankfulness. And I found out I'm a whiner. Somebody write this down and share it with the class after class. Speak thankfulness. Speak wellness. Speak wellness. Speak wellness. Speak 
speak wellness. Speak wellness. Speak wellness. You don't get what you do declare. And you do get what you do declare. Speak wellness. Hey, how you feeling this morning? You know what? I'm thankful. Because God's still on the throne. And he's a healer. That's what speaking wellness sounds like. How did it go at the doctor? Hey, I haven't yet talked with the great physician. That's what it sounds like. When you begin to speak wellness well what's the diagnosis well that's up to the author and finisher of my faith that's what it sounds like when you begin to speak wellness hey friend the church is going to break the back of infirmity that is is Stop saying I'm depressed, I'm tired, I'm worn out, and start prophesying to your condition. I got clarity of mind. My energy is on the way. God is my help. Speak thankfulness. Speak wellness. Speak victory. See, it feels like a ton of bricks, don't it? You know why? Because we don't realize how much we slip into these modes of thinking and modes of speaking until we're confronted with reality. Mm. And reality says... You need to redefine what reality is in your world. See, you're apostolic. So reality is not what you see here. Reality is what you see right here. So speak victory. Speak revival. Speak revival into your spirit, into your life, into your attitude, into your mindset. Speak victory. See, when you got a dark cloud hanging over you and you step into a prophetic environment, all of a sudden it becomes obvious. Hey, there's something hanging over my life that's affecting my mindset, my perspective, and my attitude. But the only thing you got to do to be free from it is open your mouth and begin to talk back and say, hey, I am victorious. God is going to revive my spirit. I'm so thankful that I'm here. Stop surrendering your greatest weapon to be an echo chamber of the world. I don't need you to regurgitate your politics to me. I don't need you to rehearse somebody else's opinion to me. What I need to hear come from you is thus saith the Lord. Thus saith the Lord.
We're at 40 minutes. How long do you suppose that football game is going to be today? Yeah. We're taking them 30 years to get there. It's going to take them three and a half hours to play. We've been, we're in 40 minutes deep. That's just a little longer than a halftime show. Y'all still good? You need chairs? All right. I figure I'm standing. You can stand. Hallelujah. I got to stand for an hour while y'all sit, you know. Welcome to the world of preaching. Hallelujah. All right. Y'all got the first four? Thankfulness. Wellness. Victory. Revival. Those lead you to number five, which is prophesy. You're prophesying the first four. But see, those four we know. All you got to do is read the book to know you ought to be speaking the first four. Now you're stepping into the divine unction of the Holy Ghost. We're in a moment. The Lord will quicken your spirit. And you'll turn around to somebody in church and say, The Lord said, Thus saith the It's when you walk up to somebody in an altar and say, I speak faith into your spirit. I speak hope into your situation. I speak strength into your... Here's what the Lord told me, Pastor. He said, this year is a year of the open door. Yeah, I know. You're like, heard that verse before, heard that message before. The year of the open door. What's the problem with the open door? What's on the other side? Does anybody know? But there be many adversaries the door's open there's somebody waiting on the other side hallelujah it's like a pile of deer corn looks like an open door to the buck but somebody's hiding in the deer blind hallelujah it's the year of the open door but there are many adversaries. Any of you have ever felt like the door was open and you tried to step through and all of a sudden, pff, resistance? What do you think, Brother Milo? Never happened to you? Ah, that word was for me. God was speaking to me. Things are going to be different this week. And you try to walk through the door and all of a sudden, pff, 
getting fired on from every side. Does that sound familiar to you, Brother Milam? That's because it is familiar to you. I'm telling you, Milam, you've been on my heart this whole revival. I can't get past it. There's something. God is doing something inside of you, son. He's trying to ignite you and set you on fire with an all-consuming fire. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. And yes, you can. You can have victory. You will have victory. You will walk in spiritual authority. The enemy is a liar. I curse every lie of the enemy that has come against your mind. I prophesy a victorious mindset, a victorious walk, a spiritual authority. You are not the devil's punching bag. The end of your story. I just realized who you were. The end of your story isn't written. Church, close your eyes right now and lift your voice. Jesus is the lamb slain from the foundation of the world before the earth was created before there was ever a tamboshia, a sun in the sky. Before oxygen materialized, before humans were created. You know what came first? The Word. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God before he was Jesus in the flesh before he was the mighty God in Christ he was first the word and then the word became flesh and dwelt among now here's the deal right 
Because God's going to use you in revival. You're a, you have the anointing of a harvester. You're going to pray more people through to the Holy Ghost than you ever thought possible. Your sickle is sharp and your spirit is pure. When you walk in a room, the love of Jesus walks into the room with you and walls fall down. And spirits are opened uh, to the ministry of the word. Here's the thing when we see an open door, right? When we. Let's use a word that we'll probably can connect to a little better. When we see an opportunity, right, what do we want to do? We want to walk through the door. We want to move forward. Doors open. Let's go. Before you walk through the door. This is what the Lord sent me here to tell you. The door is open. He said, begin to prophesy. Hear it. And send my word through the door before you walk through the door. He said, and my words will make war against the adversary. He said, so that when you step through the door, he said, you'll step through into victory. Huh? No, you didn't get it. You didn't get it. Look. Here's the door. Oh, door's open. Let's go. Pfft. Ambush. We didn't know that there was an adversary here and an adversary there. But the word goes through first. And the word discerns. And the word works. And the word makes war against the adversary. And when victor Hey, honey, it's not you that's going to bring the victory. It's the word. So you send the word through the door first before you walk. And then the word says, all right, come on. Let's go. We are shifting today from a posture of reaction to a posture of the prophetic. You hear me? We're done reacting to the chaos of a sinful, symptomatic, lost, and deluded, and delusional world. We are putting our feet on absolute truth and we are opening the mouth of the apostolic church and we are releasing a prophetic word. Here's the thing, Brother Tyler. Remember, Everything you speak, right? When you, when you speak, you're prophesying into your world. Amen? 
We have to agree on that. Everybody? When I used to do lawn care, I used to spray dandelions, right? It was a good job. You know why? Because they came back every year. It was job security. I had a friend who did lawn care, and his lawns looked way better than mine. I said, bro, what are you doing that I'm not doing? You know what he said? He said, are you overseeding in the fall? He said, you can't just kill the weeds. He said, you have to continually seed the ground. He said, and what happens, he said, is the good grass gets so thick that those weeds are unable to spring up in the future. He said, your best defense against weeds is a thick, healthy lawn, not the spray. See, we operate, Lord, come through and kill the dandelions. Woo! We're weed-free for a month. But then what happens? Those birds come back. The wind blows. Sin begins to germinate in our life again. Chaos returns. Why? Because we didn't plant new seed in the vacancy. Why does this matter? What's this have to do with prophecy? Has everything to do with prophecy. You know why? Because guess what? What you speak today, it is unlikely that because you command your lawn to be full and green today, that it's going to be full and green tomorrow. Process. Process. It is the prophetic process. Ah, what do we do? I spoke it for three days, and it didn't happen. So I'm going to go back to negativity. I'm going to go back to complaining. I'm going to go back to unthankfulness. I'm going to go back to division. I'm going to go back to gossip. I'm going to go back to entertainment. I'm going to go back to the junks and the weights and the entanglements and the encumbrances of sin. Because I'm familiar with that. And the discomfort of this new process isn't producing fast enough for my liking. So I'm going to abandon the new process and go back to the familiar. I prayed for my marriage three days and it's no different. I've been prophesying in my home for a week. And my kids are still rotten. I pray for my husband every day. And he still thinks he's right about everything. God, I've been putting my wife on the altar every day. And she still ain't submitted. Y'all laughing because you're uncomfortable. The best way to change my environment is to change me. Ah. You want your marriage to change? Start prophesying to yourself. You want your kids to change? Start 
prophesying to yourself. You want your life to change? Start prophesying to God. I'm gonna have a good attitude no matter what she does. God, I'm gonna have the right spirit no matter what he says. God, I'm gonna be thankful no matter how they behave. God, nobody and nothing is gonna keep me from prophesying. I'm gonna prophesy until the landscape of my life begins to change. And when it begins to change, I'm just going to increase the seed and prophesy some more. Stand to your feet. Y'all stay there. I know you're Pray with me just a moment. Come on. God's about to give us divine strategy. You're making a decision right now about what you are deciding. You are deciding what the rest of this year is going to look like. The world is not deciding. The news is not deciding. Washington is not deciding. You are deciding what the rest of this year is going to look like right now. Don't let 2022 happen to you. You Ramakaya. You are taking the authority back right now. You are deciding right here and now that the voice of this world is no longer authorized to speak into my environment. The chaos and the situations of our world, the volatility of this spiritual environment is not going to dictate my emotional health, my mental well-being, or my I'm not going to need anything else up on the screen. And my mic is good. So I want all y'all to come down here. Milam, get up here. Your wife, where's your wife? Stand right here. You and your wife, stand right here. Brother Tyler, you and your wife, stand right here. 
want you to come and stand right here in the center. You stand here in the center. Your spouses can come over. Turn and face the congregation. Brother Tyler. Hatondo Roboshaya Naramakia. Have you had a hunger for the miraculous? Yes. If you have had a hunger for the miraculous, I want you to come and stand right here in front of Brother Tyler and his wife. Why don't you guys get up on the step there just to make a little more room. If you've had a desire for the miraculous, I want you to come and stand right here. You got to scoot in. You have had a desire for harvest. I'm not talking about the harvest that we have seen in the last several decades. I'm talking about greater things than these shall ye do harvest. If you have had a desire for that kind of harvest, I want you to come and stand right here. Yeah, you got to pick one. Just pick. I'm going to throw you another curveball because there's a third category coming. And as I read them off, you can move, okay? You just go to whichever one best fits. Jennifer, I want you to come and join Brother Milo and his wife right here. Pastor, I'm not going to tell you what to do. If you've had a hunger, a desire for prodigals, the estranged, the disenfranchised, those that should be here but are not here. If you've had a burden for prodigals, come here. I know you want to be in all three, but you got to pick. Pick a lane. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Please, please, please wait. We're going to pray together. Please. You can let that burden come on you, but I want you to wait just a moment. We're going to pray together. Right here. You have a desire to see people be filled with the Holy Ghost. Or, no, right. Miracles, signs, and wonders. Right here. Cancer. Gone. Tumors disappearing. Diagnosis immediately reversed. Miraculous deliverance. They did meth before they came. They never do meth again. They did heroin yesterday. 
They never do heroin again. Friend, you better stop believing that God can't do it or that he has stopped doing it. He's still doing it today. Autism, learning disabilities, paralysis, diabetes, kidney failure, residual effects of COVID, mental disorders, emotional instability. God's going to put an anointing on you. You're God is going to anoint the education that you have. And it's going to mix with the gift of faith and the prophetic word. And when you begin to minister, because that's what you are doing, the world calls it something else. But you have a ministry of deliverance. Therapy just makes you feel good where you are. But deliverance brings you to a place of change. When you begin to speak, there's going to be authority in your words that breaks shackles on people's lives. Brother Tyler, I've said it almost every Sunday I've been here. You are apostolic. Hakaba ata abasha. Hata abashalata. An apostolic man see apostolic demonstration. He alamasheya. In a moment when we pray, you're going to stand behind Brother Tyler and you're going to put his, your hands on his back because God has given you. There is a ministry in you uh, to uphold the man of God. You've prayed for your pastor. Uh, you've prayed for the ministry. Uh, if you need healing in your body, you need to join this group. We began taking dominion last year. Anybody been working on that? Dominion? <laughs> Listen, when you begin to take dominion, you will see harvest. Harvest occupies the space that dominion creates. Harvest occupies the space that dominion creates. If you've had a desire to see harvest, people be baptized in the name of Jesus and be filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. If you need the gift of the Holy Ghost, if you've never spoken in tongues, I want you to come and stand right in front of these men of God right here. Because in a moment, we're going to pray for harvest. And God is going to fill people with the gift of the Holy Ghost. If you want it, you can have it. Oh my.
All right, this is how we're going to pray. We got to move on. I know it's, it's going long. Here's how we're going to pray. Just hear me. I'm going to give you three simple instructions. If you're not in a group and you don't want to identify with one of these groups, that's fine. What I'm going to ask you to do when we pray, if you would just join us in faith by lifting your hands and stretching them this way and lifting your voice and just praying. He kept out a bullshit with us so that we have a unified atmosphere of faith in the building, okay? All right, Brother Tyler, this is how this group is going to pray, okay? Now listen, it's going to be different for you, all right? Because you're going to want to pray like you've always prayed. But you're not going to pray like you've always prayed, okay? You can start out uh, and get in the vein by speaking in tongues and, and stirring up your faith. But then you're going to transition uh, and you're going to open your mouth uh, and you're going to begin to prophesy miracles. Uh, God is going to bring certain miracles to your mind. Uh, you begin to prophesy those miracles. Uh, and I want you to prophesy, hear this, uh, a holy boldness. On the church again. Because here's the thing. Remember dominion. Dominion isn't just about what happens in here. Dominion is really about what happens when we leave here. And the thing is, Brother Tyler, the reason we're going to prophesy holy boldness for miracles is because that's exactly the bridge you're going to walk across uh, that takes you from operating in the miraculous in the building uh, to operating in the miraculous outside of the building. Uh, so that when God stirs you and quickens you out there, uh, you're not going to default uh, to please come to church so you can be healed. Uh, you're immediately uh, going to give bold in the Holy Ghost uh, and say God is going to heal you uh, right here, uh, right now, uh, today, uh, right where we are. Uh, and you're going to lay hands on the sick uh, and they're going to recover uh, wherever you are. This group, listen. The harvest of billions that we are going to have is not going to happen by addition or even multiplication. It's going to be exponential. It's going to be entire organizations, entire churches, entire communities. Cities are going to be subdued, okay? You understand, I'm challenging your mindset here because the mindset has got to change. You've got to understand, everywhere you go, you are walking in harvest territory. This is what I want you to prophesy, okay? Noah built the ark for 100 years, right? God gave him two jobs, one he couldn't do and one he could do. The first one was build the ark. He did that. took 100 years. The church has been building the ark for over 2,000 years exactly the way God has told us to build it. We're using the materials. We're using the measurements. We're, that's why holiness is important. Hallelujah. We're building the ark exactly the way God told us to build the ark. Why? Because a harvest of billions mm, basha, cannot be orchestrated uh, by man. It can only be orchestrated by God. He said, Noah, I want two of every animal in the boat. Noah could have never 
If he spent the rest of his years on earth, gone to every corner of the world, and gotten two of every animal and brought them to the ark. So God did the miraculous. He released a drawing upon the earth. And in a moment, when the Spirit of God drew, those animals turned from where they were. They changed their environment. They changed their trajectory. They changed their plans. They changed their habitat. The moment the Spirit of the Lord drew, and they came directly to the ark. What you're going to prophesy is a drawing of the Holy Ghost in your city. That it goes down every street, goes in every front door, in every back door, down every alleyway, in every grocery store, at every gas pump. That the drawing of the Holy Ghost is released in your city. All right, Brother Milam. Brother Milam, I was a prodigal. I was a prodigal in the city of Hamilton in Butler County. And I had myself a pig pen moment, Brother Milam. I watched a friend. I watched a friend begin to OD on cocaine right in front of me, right here in the city of Hamilton. I watched his color left his face, and he began to turn gray, and foam began to come out of his mouth. And it was in that moment that the Holy Ghost arrested my attention. I'm not going to tell you the whole story, but I will tell you. That it was just a matter of days before under the cover of night I packed a U-Haul and left this city without telling anybody and changed my phone number and I went running to church on a Wednesday night Bible study where nothing's supposed to happen. I was bawling in an altar trying to get my life right with God. Why? Because I had a pig pen moment that changed everything. And what this group is going to prophesy and declare is pig pen moments. Now hear me. Don't be deceived by the lies of the enemy. The Lord revealed this to me. Many people have stopped praying for prodigals. Why? Because prodigals nowadays aren't necessarily living in pig pens, are they? A lot of them are successful. They have worldly success. They have money. They have influence. See, the devil learned his lesson with the prodigal, didn't he? He said, well, I won't put them in a pig pen. I'll fill their pockets with money, and I'll fill their life with the pleasures of sin, and we'll see if they have a pig pen moment then. But here's the truth. The condition of the heart and the condition of the soul is no different than that pig pen. And what they are going to do is they are going to have pig pen moment where the angel of the Lord walks into their room and wakes them in the night and with clarity of vision they see that they are destitute no matter how much money they got in the bank no matter how many friends they have they will see the reality of their condition as defined by the word of God We're going to prophesy. All right. I want you to lift your hands and close your eyes. 
And just for the next 30 seconds or so, I want you to begin to lift your voice. Go ahead. Let your mind come into focus. Let the clarity of the Holy Ghost begin to come on you. Sister man, I want you to join this group right here. I want you to stand right there by my wife. That's it. Come on, begin to stir up the gift. That's all right. Let that Holy Ghost begin to edify and stir. And let faith begin to rise. That's it. The prophetic is coming into this room right now. He matere kashanda ramakaya. He mondere kia. He ondorobosha. That's it right there. Now allow that prophetic unction to come on you and begin to prophesy. He kandarabaha. That's it, Brother Tyler. He andarabaha. Begin to speak it. Begin to declare those miracles. Begin to declare those signs and wonders. That's it. Begin to declare that harvest. Begin to prophesy into the field. Begin to prophesy into the field. Release the drawing of the Holy Ghost in this city, in this county, in the name of Jesus. That's it. Come on, Milam. Begin to dispatch angels. I prophesy pig pen moments. He underoshai. He underreke. He underakai. He underoko tereki ataramasha. Hataramashala, he kataramashala bataya, he kataramashaya naramahaya, he manerebekiya naramoriakaya, he la manerekiya salamateye, he monerekiya shataramaha. Be baptized with the Holy Ghost and with fire. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, that's it. Come on, prophesy with authority, prophesy with boldness. Ah, hey, hey. That's it, come on. The Holy Ghost is on you, son. Lift your hands. 
Right there it is. He la matere ki ashai. He manda rabario koto lo 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 mo shatalamaha. He analamo shatayanaramaha. He la mandere beki analama la baba baye. He lo mo shayanalamaha. Ache kohela. He la matere betere ki ondo robosha. He mandere beki ondo lo mo shatayanaramaha. 